Saturday pod with the boys. Yo, yo, yo. What's good, everybody? Did you ever, like, did you see when that when that video went viral? It was like a, uh, it was on uh, The Ultimate Fighter. And all of Team Alpha Male was hanging out, and he was like, kick him. And it was like, not your eye favor, but it, I think it was TJ Dillashaw. I was like, kick him back with the boy. It sounds like something his ass would say. <laughs> it does, Cornball TJ Dillashaw. Dude, Team Alpha Male is so funny to me because they look like the douchiest people in the room, but they seem really, really legit about like, like they seem like somebody who'd call you bro because they actually like that's what they do. Like, hey, hey, no, bro, but lo- but listen, bro. Like, I don't know, just. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you know, they don't seem like they like, they don't seem like they're ASU. They seem like they're the guys that ASU wants to be. <laughs> That makes sense, yeah. Yo, I love how we're starting this shit early. <laughs> yeah, right. It's been we- Yeah, it's weird. We're, we've never done this before at 1 o'clock. Yeah, this is an early pod. Usually, because usually we... Sh- we I-, I almost said shoot. But usually we, we roll at like what? Like 6, sometimes 7? Yeah. Kind of like it early in the morning. Yo, if 1 p.m. is early in the morning to you, then... Well, I didn't mean to say crazy. early in the morning, but you get what I'm saying. When when is like early in the morning? Yo, when I is usually that- wake up at like seven, bro. So that's early for me. When is that time when staying out late turns into you were like, like you got home mad early? Because like I, I came uh, home at like five once, in the morning one time. And yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm wild. Once like four in the morning comes around, you're wilding. Yeah. Once, like, 4 o'clock happens, that's when you're like, shit, is it even worth it going home at this point? Nah. Nah. It's not. <laughs> it's you not, should stay. No. Stay there. Stay wherever you are till like, 8 in the morning if you can, you know? Or just sleep there. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the clubs are open again, so boom. Why not? <laughs> Fuck, man. Where was wild. I that the clubs just never closed? Fuck. That's it. Well, I mean... Germany, they only open on, like, from Thursday night to Sunday morning. Yeah. But they're, like, open. Like, no, no, we're not shutting down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. L.A., the the clubs didn't close until, like, 5. New York. I was in New York, and the clubs didn't close until 6, because I wake up early. And so I was up. I need a party in New York, bro. Do we? Yeah. Yeah. I do. Is there a lot of... See, okay. Would you rather go to, like... And I don't mean, like, a party where only this is there. Well, would you rather go to a weed party or a cocaine party? It's not a good question to ask me. Because <laughs> I feel like a weed party might be like... I feel like a weed party is basically a kickback. Like if yeah, like weed, weed party, a party, weed party is probably, a kickback. If there's coke at a party, you're definitely drinking. You're at a rave, I feel like. Not a rave, because that's more no, molly. That's, that's more psychedelics. Yo. You're going to like... How come we don't hear like psychedelic rave music? Like A Pink Floyd rave song would be kind of ill, I think. They probably have that on YouTube. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, they probably on have those like random a, ass ma- random ass mashup channels. Yeah, they definitely have that somewhere, like a Pink Floyd mashup with fucking Excision or whatever their name. <laughs> Sounds kind of fire, actually. Is it Excision? Yeah, Excision's one of them. That might actually, yo, electronic psychedelic rock might actually be kind of fire. And then now that I think about that, this basically shine on you, Crazy Diamond. Yeah, I'm down for that. Well, anything Pink Floyd ever came out with was psychedelic. 
No, I mean more of almost like the, everything. I mean more of the electronic part, like because like imagine like Pink Floyd, but like if they had synths in like the seventies and eighties, like if they used synths a lot. They did. Queen... Listen to Dark Side of the Moon. That's true. Dark Side of the Moon is when they started doing that. Dark Side of the Moon, uh, fucking Animals was a big one. They used a lot of synth- synthesizers on there. Um, Wish You Were Here, not, you not know, as for, much on Wish You Were yeah, Here. Yeah, like, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, and then it goes into uh, Welcome to the Machine. The Mach- Welcome to the Machine had a lot of synths in it. I liked it. I yeah. liked it. But, it's funny, yeah. though, because when you listen to early Pink Floyd, like, it's blues. Same with Led Zeppelin. It's straight up blues. No, early Pink Floyd is very psychedelic, in my opinion. Like, no, no, I'm talking, like, very early, like, first, second album Pink Floyd and yeah, Led Zeppelin like, is, like... like, Sid Barrett era. Yeah, that's, like, just straight up blues music. Yeah, And then they kind of got away from that later. Which, I don't... I'm not one of those guys that's like, oh, well, if you listen to their roots, like, no, they... they made their own sound. Like, of course, your first... I think your first, usually two, sometimes one albums, are always gonna be what you were influenced by more so than your own sound because like you don't know yet Mm -hmm. like even like no matter what genre you listen to like it your first or second album is gonna be like oh yo this guy sounds a lot like so-and-so exactly it's because you haven't really found your sound yet completely you know like you have you have your own sound and everything but you could hear the influences and i don't mean this is not shitting on j cole or drake but like j cole and drake's early early music sounds completely different than what it does now because they've like really taken time over years and years to like figure out okay this is what i want to sound like agreed i think peak drake sound is probably nothing was the same i think even though i like uh take care more i think nothing was the same has like everything that Drake does on one album. I think I'm going to put this out there that I think nothing was the same was better than Take Care. Have I said that? I think I've said You've that You've said before. that a couple times. Yeah. My buddy that. said something the other day that, like, I'm not going to kill him for. He was like... And shout out to Nico. Uh, shout out to Nico Starkiller, man. Whenever you come out here, like, we got to have you on the pod, but... Um, he thinks that 2 Chains beat Pusha T on the Mercy verse. On Mercy verses. That could be argued. I'm not going to kill you either way for Pusha T and... and that, uh, that could be argued. Like, the only reason why I think Kanye had the best verse is because oh, of that beat switch-up. It's because of the beat switch-up, in my opinion. That's the only reason. Well, the thing is, it's really weird because... And this is... I was just talking to my buddy because... Another one of my friends. Um, I've known... The, I, dude, I knew the... Shout out to the internet. I knew this kid. We were cool, super cool in, like, fourth and fifth grade. And then one of us moved... And we just reconnected over Instagram fairly recently. And, like, we're just talking shit. Just like, like, oh, yeah, no, what's up, man? How you been? How you been? Good. And then we were talking about Kanye, like, almost immediately. <laughs> this sounds about right. <laughs> and um, he hates Yeezus. Which, fair. I've met a lot of people that hate Yeezus. Well, but here's the funny I don't thing. Under, I don't understand it, but. Here's the funny thing, though. He's like, yo, there's only, like, four songs I like on that album. I'm like. It's like half the album. I like, I like all the albums. Like, that's just me. There's some songs where I'm like, eh. But at the same time, like, one of the things that we were talking about, though, with um, with put, with with Kanye, I think my favorite version of Kanye is producer Kanye. Oh, he asked, though, what I like more, The Life of Pablo or Yeezus. And I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, The Life of Pablo. And my favorite version of you Kanye... You like Life of Pablo more than Yeezus? I do because... I, I th- I'm almost positive I've said this before. Producer Kanye is my favorite Kanye. Yeah, yeah, you've said that. The Kanye who's like, 
okay, well, we can use this guy's vocals and this guy can rap like this and she can do this and we're going to make all this. Like, I like Kanye West when it's like a project uh-huh. that he like, he's basically the head of, but he has all these other people that he like can use. That's my favorite Kanye. So like Life of Pablo, Cruel Summer, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Like, I think that's where Kanye Jesus was really a huge shines. one where he was more producer. That felt a little bit more bare bones to me. That felt closer to, um, not bare bones. That's not really the right word, uh, phrase. That that felt closer to like those, like like you knew we all knew he had a writer. He had a couple features, but when but like when you look at the scope of like Cruel Summer, like Cruel Summer, there's songs that he's not even on. Yeah, and he just put them out because it's like no, this sounds good. Like I really like that kind of Kanye. And that even kind of seeped into Kid Cudi a little bit. Like, when Kid Cudi made Indicud, like, and we just saw, like, how good he was at being an executive producer, I was like, oh, shit. Like, that's really, really unique to me, because that's a skill in order to bring in that many people. Because, I mean, with uh, Yeezus, it was who? Gasafelstein was was Dude, there was there. way... And Travis Scott. Those are, like, the people we know were, like, huge There a shit there. ton of people. Daft Punk was a part of it. I thought that was Graduation. Did they no, come back? No, Daft Punk was a part... Dude, there was... If you watch a documentary on Yeezus, you're going to be like, holy fuck, what the fuck is this? I think like, maybe... there was just one person for synthesizers, one person for You know what? Drums. But we only heard one person on the album, that's why. Because with Life of Pablo and um, My Beautiful Dark, you hear like seven people on every song. Like every song is basically all of the lights where you have like Kanye West... Featuring the Billboard Top 100 yeah, artists right now, yeah, like, that's what he's did. Yeah. And so, and so with um, with Yeezus, it didn't quite feel like that. But with Life of Pablo, it was like you don't even hear Kanye's voice until like the second song, damn near, on the Life of Pablo, because it starts out with Chance, and then Kirk Franklin does his prayer. Yeah, and then Yeez- and then Kanye comes on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of crazy, actually. But yeah, I'm a huge fan of producer Kanye. So for me, I'm like, oh, Life of Pablo, easy over, over Yeezus. But it's like, with with a lot of the Kanye albums, though, it's like, what do you like more, pizza or burgers? <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's like I don't know. Like, yeah, whichever I don't know. one I'm like, Life of Pablo, I used, I listened to it heavy in 2016, like all the way up to like 2018, maybe. But there's just something about it that didn't stick with me anymore like after that i just can't listen to that album anymore just because it seems really you know what i noticed boring to me a lot of songs that i like i don't like because of kanye west on that album really like i love wolves but i love wolves because of sia and Vic Mensa. i hate sia on that song i wish sia really? wasn't on that song i think she sounds great on that song no she sounds great i just wish she wasn't on it for some reason i don't like sia Oh, okay. <laughs> I just don't like Sia. Like, well, I don't even think she sounds great. I just don't like her fucking voice. It fits. It does. It did it fit. fits on the song. She's she's really. I like good the at that. I like the background vocals, like the whole opera sounding shit. I like that. She's part of really it. really good at finding where she fits on songs. Yeah. Because like she, I don't think that she could do the like huge pop star lead singer Taylor Swift type shit, mm-hmm. but. If you notice, she's always on these songs where she's, like, a, a background vocalist or, like, a second vocalist or a feature vocalist or she'll do the hook. And she always has these, like, really, really, like, she always sounds good on those. Like, I yeah. completely understand. But, like, 
Who would you replace on there? I mean, Frank, obviously. Frank Ocean there being there was crazy. Frank Ocean. Yeah, I would just have Frank do it. Frank, Mc, Frank Ocean, Vic Mensa, Kanye West is a crazy three. <laughs> it's yes, a crazy it, big three of artists. Yeah, it is. I mean, Vic Mensa doesn't get the respect he deserves. Mm-hmm. Everybody, he's like mm-hmm. he's like the butt of jokes at this point. Like, he's like Russ. Here's the thing that bothers me about the Vic Mensa thing, because like even I don't really know t- enough about Russ to make fun of him. So, I mean, all jokes aside, Russ makes good music for the most part. I've never really listened to him, so it's like I, I'm not gonna say good or bad about him. But like with Vince, we're making fun of him because why again? Like, I fuck with Vic Mensa heavy. That's how it is with Russ. Like, why are we making fun of him? Like, if we're making fun of Logic because he... You He's know, corny as fuck. Right, then I, I get that. If we're making fun... Because I've, I've always... Oh, no, Russ sucks. Russ is corny. And, like, he sounds kind of like... He, he sounds like everyone in this wave of, like, Drake but not music. He sounds like a lot of other people in that Drake but not. But that's not enough to be, like, a cornball, is it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Right, you see Vic, what I mean? Like, what Vic I mean? isn't a cornball. Neither is Russ. Vic, Russ, the reason why people don't like Russ is because of the fact that he's super full of himself, but he knows what he's accomplished. That's, okay, if you're full of yourself, I feel I feel like well, he, I understand why people would like you. He has a right to be a. But fool there's of nothing himself. corny about. There's nothing corny about that though. Like, I feel like if you just said, "Oh no, Russ is an, is a douchebag," and like, there's okay, nothing, whatever. there's nothing corny about Vic Mensa. He makes some great music too. And his here's what keeps me around though with Vic, yo, and this is what fucking bothers me again about, and it's not fair, it's, it's definitely not fair, but with Chance the Rapper. Ever since Chance the Rapper blew up, look who's been taking the reins on the entire Save Money Foundation, Save Money Save Life Foundation, and doing all the charity work in Chicago. It's been Vic. Huh. They're part of the same crew. Yeah, yeah. Vic, Chance, and Tokyo were all part of the same crew. Chance blew up, and the rest of the crew has, like, stayed in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, really out here doing charity work. And, like, they just donated, like, thousands of shoes to neighborhoods in Chicago. Like, they were, they do all this stuff. And I'm like... Or respect to them. And, like, the thing that I remember people being pissed off at Vic Mensa about was, like... He talked shit about Tentacion. Who was like raping his girlfriend? Yeah, but Triple X was, uh, he was an abuser and so was Vic. Vic even admitted to hitting his girlfriend in a song or fighting her. So he's a hypocrite. That's a good question. Are you a hypocrite if it's a habit that you don't do anymore? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, Which we're never going to know, first of all. That's hard. That's hard to answer. We're never going to know. Because if I say yes, I'm a bad person. If I say no, I'm still a bad person (laughs) to somebody. Well, because here's my thing is that I feel like, especially with something as, I don't want to say intimate because that's such not the right word, but with something that personal, something that's as personal as like domestic abuse, I feel like the person who you need to make sure understands where you are now is not the public. That's true. It's the person who you were an abuser to. Like, that's first and foremost. So if you didn't clear things up with the person you were abusing, what the fuck do I care about it? Word. 
Like, that's the person who you really need to take care of. It's not fucking me. Mm-hmm. It's like when, like, when celebrities go, like, oh, man, I want to make a public apology. Why? I don't fucking give a shit. Make another Fast and Furious or whatever you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like it's it's weird to public me. Public apology. Like, when Ray Rice, like, knocked out his, his wife now. But when Ray Rice knocked out his girlfriend and then he went on, like, ESPN to publicly apologize, I'm like, no, apologize to her. You guys make sure if you're good. Yeah, I never understood public apologies. A public apology for, like, getting caught drinking and driving? Okay, I can kind of roll with that. Okay, that makes sense, yeah. With, like, because it's image and fucking whatever, even though, like, come on, dude. A public apology for doing something in your house that was wrong, that wronged one other person? Mm -hmm. What the hell are you doing? Yep. Like, we can see through this. Word. And the people who are like, oh, well, he apologized, but why does it matter to you? Well, it's all for image. Right, and that's the thing, is that, like, how does... If you don't publicly apologize, you're going to be seen as, like, this this just horrible person. Do you care about apologies? If people apologize to me? Yeah. Kind of. I don't believe them most of the time, but, (laughs) you know, it's good to hear it. I don't I don't like when people apologize to me because I feel like the best way to apologize to me is to not do it again. Well, yeah, of course. No, I mean if if you bump into me, oh hey, sorry man. Like, yeah. Whatever. Like I get that, of course we're not talking about stuff like that. But like I've had people that have done like seriously fucked up things to me and it's like I don't give a shit if you just said sorry. Mhm. If you made a change and you actually, you know, altered how you did things. That's what matters more to me. Sorries are easy. Oh, yeah, sorry. Sorry that I did whatever. Yeah, it's just not sincere most of the Mm-mm. time. Because it doesn't have to be. Yeah, exactly. All you have to do is make it sound good. Yeah, just people, some people just apologize just to keep doing what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yes. And that's why, like, a lot of these things, like, and, like, that's why, like, especially with music, violence against women is such, like, I will immediately turn you off if you are violent to women. Which, it's crazy, because that actually, like, became really, really personal one time, because I, um, I go to a lot of concerts. Mm-hmm. And in the Norva, back in Virginia, artists would just hang out after their shows all the time. So I met a ton of artists, just from, like... Hanging out at the merch stand, buying a shirt, looking, paying, look up, and, oh, shit, you're Dem Atlas. Oh, shit, you're, you know, this person, that person. I met a lot of artists that way. Mm-hmm. And I remember I met the Gaslamp Killer, who's a dope-ass DJ from San Diego. Makes like, That's a like, dope-ass name, the Gaslamp Killer? It is. He's a dope-ass DJ from San Diego. Um, his music is, like, I think he's Turkish, an Iranian and he's like a mix of like nine different cultures because like his dad was mixed like nine different things and then his mom was mixed like nine different things so he's like Turkish Iranian uh like Swedish English he's like a bunch of different things mm-hmm. and so and he grew up in San Diego and so I'm li- so I'm watching this guy and I'm like yo this is it was the best DJ set I've ever been to okay ever in my life and I met with him and I talked to him for yo my man talked to me for a solid hour and a half maybe hour 45 just talk to me. Just like, and we just discuss like creativity and like 
life and how to overcome things and depression. Like, that dude said stuff that I'm like, holy shit. And I was, like, evangelizing for this dude. I was talking so much, like, yo, gas lamp, gas lamp, gas lamp. And then one day, I, um, I see in Rolling Stone or something like that, that he'd been charged with the rape of two women. Shit. So I'm like, holy fucking shit. That's insane. And the first thing that I thought of was, well, he would never do that because I talked to the guy. He didn't seem like that type of person. And it immediately put in perspective for me all those times that we've been like, well, you don't really know somebody just by talking to them. And I was like, oh, it doesn't matter yeah. what I said. So I deleted him from my iTunes. I deleted him from, like, I didn't, I stopped following him on social media. I and take it back. That's not a dope-ass name. Here's the thing, though. So, like, six months after all this happens, he, this is actually what kind of turned me. Is that he didn't try to settle. He he said, I can prove I'm innocent. And I was like, okay, let's see how this goes. Because that's ballsy. Yeah. Because people don't just say like, oh no, I'm innocent. I can prove it. So I was like, alright, let's see. And he actually did prove his innocence. He had been set Never up. Never mind, it's still dope <laughs> He had been set up by a girl and her boyfriend. Oh, okay. And so they set you him up. You hear a lot of those stories a lot. Yeah. Man. And so when he said, no, I'll set up. I was like, bullshit, dude. And then when I actually, like, when he actually started to, like, like, the court, yo, the jury found him innocent. Okay. That's when I was like, oh, shit. And so, did it happen? Maybe, maybe not. As far as we know, though, and it, you know, it, he was proven innocent. Which is wild to me, because, like, he's touring, well, he was touring, but he's, like, locally touring now. Because mm-hmm. he was, at, like, yo, fly, he was flying the sign, flying Lotus label, they dropped him. Like, Fly Low Thundercat, he got dropped by them, so now that he's vocal. Sucks. I think he might have gotten re-signed after all this was over. But, like, holy shit, man. Like, it, it made it hard because it's, like, it's easy to talk shit about artists that you don't even like. Mm-hmm. But, like, if, God forbid, like, one of our favorite artists got in trouble for something, this isn't fucking Takashi 6ix9ine that we can just be like, oh, he's a piece of shit. Dude, should we even talk about 6ix9ine? No. Okay, good. No. Like, like, good shit, yeah. <laughs> Here's my problem with a lot of music artists too. Is like, dog. Everybody's like, yo, he's so groundbreaking. He makes such amazing music. Yeah, but Denzel Curry, but JPEG Mafia, but Slow Tie, but City Morgue, but well, not Slow Tie. Slow Tie's not a great example either. But like, there's so many artists I can name you that do what he does. Be- what there are so many artists that aren't problematic that do what other artists do better. It's like. Come on, dude. There's nothing groundbreaking about 6ix9ine. That's a fact. No. I mean, does some of his stuff sound sick? Yeah, kind of, but like... Denzel Curry's whole fucking discography. Yeah. (laughs) Like, all Denzel Curry shit is fire. Yeah. I recently jumped on the Denzel Curry train because I was one of those, like... Yo, this is this mumble rap isn't real hip hop. This is mumble crap. Like I was one of those guys for a while. <laughs> mumble crap. <laughs> Yo, I was one of those guys, and then I heard um, fuck, what's that song? The Lil Uzi Vert song, the, the the one that was like huge. Which one? There's a lot. XO Tour Life. Oh, I love that song. Then I heard that song. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fire. And then I listened to like, right? Denzel Curry, and I was like, oh, Ultimate's actually kind of hard. And I listened to, like, all these guys who are, like, mumble rappers, and I was like, 
the only person who even can be really a mumble rapper is like maybe Lil Yachty and maybe 21 Savage. 21 Savage, no, he's actually a good rapper. But here's the thing. Exactly. Is that like the reason why he's a mumble rapper is just because he's got a heavy accent. Yeah. Like his accent's just super strong. That's it. Or he was just just because he was a part of the 2016 Double XL freshman. Pretty much. Like everybody on that list was labeled a mumble rapper and none of them mumble. The only one who I can even see being kind of like, yeah, okay, maybe this guy is Lil Yachty. And even that, that's just his Dude, voice. You know who's a real mumble rapper? When he can be? Young Thug. Okay, yeah, Young Thug for sure. <laughs> Young Thug for sure. Because there's, there's sometimes where you're just like... Future kind of too. He'll future, do yeah, exactly. Future. Fucking Young Thug too. Like, what do y'all... Like, but they make some fire-ass music. And, and they'll that just be like... <laughs> and then like... Yeah. It'll turn into a Kid Cudi hum, and then they'll just throw some auto-tune, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> yo, this is hard, cuz. I mean, that's the thing, though. Like, I was super into that whole, like, yo, this is mumble crap. Like, no, we need real hip-hop, hip-hop. Yeah, that's how I was. And then, like, I started listening to Young Thug, and I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for being so judgmental. Exactly. There's no reason to be. Like, you just have to try it out. If you don't like it because it's not your style, that's one thing. Yeah, but if you just don't like it because it's mumble crap, then get the fuck out of here. The only time I'm okay with completely blindly saying something is crap is if it's from a rival city. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, and all Because yeah. everybody from New York was just like, yeah, fuck Philadelphia right then. <laughs> right. <laughs> I fuck with all cities, man. I know, so do I. That's like, you know, that's the funny thing about like everyone who's like, who's like, yo, fuck this city's rappers. Like, I, I almost got in the East Coast West Coast beef again. I don't know why people keep doing it, but this guy's like, yo, West Coast got no rappers. I was like, okay, chill. What? I'm like, hold on, dude. What about Vince? What about YG? What about you? Don't even need to go that deep. I was just like Kendrick Lamar, bro, and he's like, he... okay, besides him. I was like, right, see, like, immediately. What about Nipsey? Um, this dude didn't count Nipsey. And I was like... Why? Because he's... Because he's dead? Because he meant, like, current artists? And I was like... I, I eh. guess, man, but I mean, and I was like, okay, I'm like... Victory Lap I'm is like, still a... Facts. And I was like, that means that y'all lose Pop Smoke. And he's like, okay, Nipsey can stay. I'm like, right, thank you. Yeah, exactly. But the weird thing about New York hip-hop over the past, like, 10 years, maybe 20 years, to be honest now, is that they really haven't had their own identity... They've been picking and choosing from other places a lot. Yeah, like ASAP. But Pop Smoke was like, he was, he was creating some new shit. Well, here's the thing. And that new album's about to drop, if bro. Pop Smoke, was, Pop Smoke sounds like he's from Chicago. ASAP sounds like he's from Houston. The only person who really sounds like they're from there is like Joey Badass. Or Griselda. Or Griselda's yeah, Griselda not. too, yeah. They're Griselda's from, not even from New York. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're from old New York City. They're from Buffalo. Still, it's New York. It is. That's it's I know. New I York, count them too. But... I count them too. The only re- the only time I don't really count that is when people are like, "Yeah, you know, L.A. artists like E. Forty, and I'm like, mm, "That's a Bay Area that's artist." Okay. But eh, yeah, if you make California, we'll we'll roll with that. Like. Yeah, we'll roll with that exactly. But um, no, like I've noticed that New York hip hop is kind of like, it's weird. It's a really interesting time because New York is kind of taking from all these other places. Which I think is fine. Like, I, I think that's good. Yeah. But, like, Chicago used to be, like, the hub of, like, like conscious rap. 
Like you think of who's from Chicago, and it's like Common, Lupe Fiasco. Yeah, I was about to say yeah. Consequence. You know, like and then they throw in a twist every now and then, but like, like Chicago, that was like a lot of conscious rap. Kanye, obviously. Yeah, early Kanye was like super conscious. And New York was always that kind of boom bap old school, yep. you know, kind of shit. And now what we've kind of seen is that Chicago is getting more into like that underground kind of like drill shit. Mm-hmm. Well, they're starting to come back now because like guys like Chance. But New York hasn't quite found that new identity, which I think is super exciting for New York. I agree. Because what does New York rap sound like? You could say Pop Smoke, you could say ASAP Ferg. Actually, ASAP Ferg is probably the most honest New York rapper. Like, New York sound. Yeah. Because he kind of mixes that old school boom bap with, like, that harder, like, more experimental like, shit. more quote-unquote mumble rap. <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if people are, like, mumble rappers or, like, if their grills are just a size too big. <laughs> like they record with their grills in. Like you just got fronts on and just, like wow. Like yo man, you sound a little mumbly. He's like, oh hang on, let me change it. Yeah. All right, cool. Can you hear me? Like, now I can hear you. <laughs> nah. Uh, yeah, but because ASAP Rocky is definitely like that dude wants that, to be from Houston so bad. <laughs> Cracking jokes. I love ASAP Rocky. Yeah, I fuck with ASAP hard. That's one of my favorite. Rappers His first mixtape is still listened to this day. I, I love probably that mixtape. At long last day, or not? At long last, yeah. At long, at long last, last ASAP. ASAP. I yeah. probably listen to that shit like once a week for real. Yeah, me too. Some shit like that, or like once every two weeks, I have to pop it in. But Ferg like mixes everything really, really well, because um, he does a lot of harder shit. Trap then, Lord was hard. Trap Lord's insane. Trap Lord is so amazing. You know what helps Ferg too? I just realized, ASAP Rocky doesn't have that New York accent. Yeah, he does. Not nearly as hard as Ferg. Well, like, you can't really hear it in the music, but if you listen to ASAP talk, like, on interviews and yeah, shit... Yeah, but Ferg has it, like, Rocky, in I his mean. music. Oh, in the music, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ferg, yeah. you can hear it hard you, in his music. You, you could kind of hear it in some ASAP Rocky songs. But I think that's... Because like, ASAP Rocky, to me, feels like the guy who's, like... Like, if, like if ASAP Rocky right now was like, yo, I made this album in Milan, I'd be like, yeah, probably. Yeah. And if ASAP Ferg was like, like I feel like every ASAP Ferg... I made Ferg, this in the boroughs of, <laughs> right. of the Bronx. What I are you doing like, in the Bronx, bro? You're from Harlem. I feel like every ASAP Ferg album was made in some dude's basement. Just like doing some gritty yeah, shit. Yeah, gritty. Just like some grimy, like... God damn, I've, I've heard rumors that there's ASAP Ferg pop smoke music on the way. Oh my to god, god that's true. I hope that is true. I really want to see who, who's going to be on the pop smoke album. Well, Steven Victor managing gives me a lot of hope. Yeah. Because I, I feel like we're definitely getting pushed on that, right? Shit. My only question about 50 Cent being the EP is, is he going to let his beefs get in the way? Who, 50 Cent? Yeah. Probably. You know how... You know how he routinely shits on Ja Rule. Yeah. But a Ja Rule and Pop Smoke song... Actually, hey, I'm thinking about it more. Hey, that actually sounds pretty good. Yeah, to I'm, be I'm honest, thinking with you. about it. I'm like, eh, that actually, might work. Which is crazy. That's why like a bunch of beefs kind of don't make sense to me because like, no, please give me a Jay Z Nas song in 2002. Shit, give me a Ja Rule 50 song for the summer. Are you serious? Yeah, Ja Rule and 50 would make some good music, but I mean they have feuds that go way back. 
Think of any beef in rap history, and I guarantee you they have an amazing song together. Uh-huh. Like, Eminem beefed with Insane Clown Posse at the start of his career. You know how Eminem ill that song would actually kind of be to be honest? For, I have that no song, That song I, would be I, huge for Detroit, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you're right. You're right, you're right. A D12 and St. Cloud, Cloud Posse song. It, it would bring, like, the freaking sure. Juggalos and everybody, like, yeah. together. Because, like, all jokes aside, the Juggalos are pretty crazy, like, uh, like brotherhood or sisterhood. Or they mobilize, bro. Yeah, they're... The fact that you can pack a million people at the gathering every year is insane. Yeah, it is. For real, for real. Like, straight up. Like, like all, all jokes aside, like, I make fun of Juggalos like no other, but... I think we know a few. Yeah, probably. We live in Arizona. There's yeah, no yeah, there's definitely juggalos. There's no way we don't know they're, a few. They're very loyal people. Bro. Dude. <laughs> Dude. Go to one Tech 9 concert. Yeah. And see, yeah. And see, this is a funny thing, because I used to give a lot of shit to juggalos, then I went to a Tech 9 concert and realized, like, oh, juggalos are definitely Tech 9 fans as cousins. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, it's the same people. <laughs> yeah, we are. It's the same people. Juggalos are the same people as Tech I love... I like Tech 9 though. Me too. I think he's definitely up there. Like Greatest of all time, you mean? Not the greatest of all time. But no, no, but like up there on that list. Lyricism, yes. No. Like he, his wordplay is insane. I listened to his first album. He sounds like Tupac. Really? Very first album sounds just like Tupac. Huh. I'm telling you, influences, dude. Dude, he has a lot of albums. I know, because my, what I was doing for a while when I was like super, super like really trying to like technically write an album, I uh, listened to my favorite artists' discographies front to back and Tech Nine was the only person I couldn't get into. Yeah, because he has so many. He has like fucking seventy-two albums, man. Like, and he comes out with one like every fucking. Yeah, other week, man. Like. I was like, oh, shit. I was like, like him and E Forty. I was like, all right, listen, I'll listen to one album every five years for these yep. guys, and we should be all right. But no, the, like being around jugglers, like, are they easy to make fun of? Yeah. For sure. Do they give a shit? Not really. No, they don't. That's just why I noticed. Like, shout out to jugglers. Shout out to the jugglers who aren't, like, doing stupid shit for the sake of saying that they're jugglers, though. Like, shout out to jugglers who aren't, like, getting written up by the FBI as a crime organization. Like, if you're a juggalo and you're, like, setting tables on fire and doing backflips through them at a concert... Yeah, I, 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 We fuck with you guys. But the jugglers who are, like, trying to, like, do stupid shit and the FBI's pissed off at you now, like, let's not. The FBI's pissed... If the FBI's coming after you, you're nuts. Yeah, you got chill. You are nuts. I mean, it depends on the case. I feel like, <laughs> yo, if the FBI comes, it like, depends on the case. Here's well, no, I, I mean, there's some, there's some stuff where I'm like, yo, fuck the FBI, because like we're standing, we're like we're protesters, and then there's some where I'm like, not FBI handle this shit. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, like the funny thing about the Juggalos is like, is there any other music fan? That's going to get on the FBI watch list. Hmm. No. Wait. Who am I thinking? I can't think. Like, J. Cole's fans are not on any watch list no, right now. No, 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 no. <laughs> J. Cole's fans. But who else am I thinking of? I mean, Tyler's fans got pretty close. T- yeah, Odd Future for sure. Odd Future got really close for a while. Yeah. But that's the thing that's crazy to me is that, like, the actual artists who are, like, actually in the streets, I feel like people are like, all right, listen, leave them the fuck alone. But the artists who are just, like, like, Insane Clown Posse, they're not actually murderers. No. Like, Tyler Creator never murdered. They or, actually do a lot for the community. They do a lot. That's yeah. Exactly. Like, they do a, they shit do a lot for the, for the community. community. 
And so the guys who actually are like, like no, I like, I, I killed this dude. Like those people, I feel like aren't really on a like people are like eh, just leave them alone. But it's like the Juggalos and Odd Future. Like come on guys, we all if know the that Juggalos really and Odd here. Future got together. I think the world. Was... I am a little surprised that we haven't seen like a gathering of the Juggalos Odd Future crossover. Because Camp Flogna is basically a gathering of Odd Future. Yeah. It's awesome. I still gotta it's, go to a camp flog now. Dude, it's, uh, we'll try next year. It's weird though, because like when you think about Odd Future, it's like punks, surfer, or it's like punks, skaters, nerds, and gay kids. And it's such a weird crossover because it's all of like Tyler, the people that Tyler Crater listens to. So like Griselda was there one year. So For real? Yeah. Like before they blew up. Like, okay, so this was 20. I went in 2016. Because Action Bronson had. This is, how long, this is not how long ago I went. Direct versus Headband was new. Yeah, that was a long time ago. He hadn't premiered Direct versus Headband yet. We saw Direct versus Headband first. Okay. And he's like, yo, these are my brothers from Buffalo. And I couldn't remember their names at the time. But one of my homies I was in the army with was from Buffalo. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, yo, I saw these guys from Buffalo. He's like, West Side Gun and Conway. I was like, who? And he's like, I guarantee he's West Side Gun and Conway. And so fast forward to now... And Westside Gun and Conway are blowing the fuck up. Action yeah. Bronson gave them their start. Really? Yeah. Huh. Don't you mean Ghostface Killer? No. Ghostface get, Killer didn't take him on tour? You get what I'm saying. I mean, he, he kind of... Actually, Rayquan's no, one it's, of No, it's albums. because... Oh, yeah. No, no, He no, sounds no. like Ghostface, is what I'm saying. The comparisons are insane. I forgot dude. about that. I really did. Did you hear about the beef that they had? Wu-Tang in action. Okay, see, another great song. I'm totally down to hear... Oh my god, Ghostface Killer and Action <laughs> Bronson on action. one song. I'm so down. Yeah, no, I would but love see, to hear that. that's actually both the points that we've made today, because early action does sound just like Ghostface, and he talks about all the time how much he loves Ghostface. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, plus, well, like... No, 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 even, even Ghostface said, he was like, look, if, if he's influenced by me, and, like, that's really his voice, then I can't say nothing about it. I think that was the beef was that he didn't think that was really his voice. And then, like... Cause no, no, the he, beef was... He went on... Action Bronson went on a show with Max Kellerman. And Max Kellerman said something about Wu-Tang. And then Action Bronson was like, well, he's not making music like like this anymore. You know, like I am. And that just set it off because... Which... He... You know, he was kind of getting egged on about he it. Was like, he, he was a little bit. He was getting plus, pissed. Because I remember like, that interview. Yeah. But at the same time, Ghostface wasn't active. He wasn't. Was he wrong? No, he wasn't. That's why I yeah. was like... Now, I actually thought we were going to get a song out of that, because I was like, yo. That'd be crazy. Wu-Tang and Action Wu-Tang Bronson. Wu-Tang featuring Action Bronson. Actually, fuck it. Wu-Tang featuring Action, Action Bronson, Mayhem Loren. Yo, Loren Method and- Man and Mayhem Loren on one song would be crazy. And then Big Bodies yelling in the background. Um, it had to happen. Think it about, has to happen. Think about Alchemist and RZA. The kind of shit that they'd be cooking up. Alan on that song, too. Bro, it, the world the would explode. The shit that they'd be cooking up, man? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, any rap beef probably has two artists that would sound great together. That's the funny part. Word. Facts. I still would love to hear a Jay-Z and Nas track to this day. In like, 03? Yeah, and like... I listen to Dead Presidents and just like imagine like what an unreleased Nas verse over Dead Presidents would be. Shit. Because like, think about who Jay-Z's worked with. Think about the kind of... Like, Renegade. Also, chill. Eminem did not... He didn't kill Jay-Z as hard as everybody thinks on Renegade. Yeah. Like, I don't... It's a lot closer than you think once you re-listen to it. 
But Drug Dealers Anonymous, but with Amazing. Oak, yeah. All of Otis or all of uh, Watch the Throne? Otis, oh my god. But like imagine what Jay Z could do in O three if he does have a beef with some dude and they just kinda go at it over wax, just back and forth. Imagine Ether and uh, Takeover being on the same track. Ooh. That'd be crazy. Like this Remy Ma versus uh uh Nicki Minaj beef that was a while ago, that sounds great too. Almost all these beefs I would love to hear on wax. Yep. Pac and Biggie, like, that's obvious. Shit, bro. They made music together, you know, like, the kind of shit. I mean, they technically did make music together. But Didn't they have, like, a song or two? Um, They had a freestyle. I guess I can. Have you heard that freestyle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I can. I don't know. They had a freestyle, but if they ever made music together, like, for real, for real, shit. That'd be crazy. Who would you even have produced that? Eric B and Rockin. No, I'm just like... Eric, Eric B, B would actually be kind of nuts for Eric real. Eric B on that would be... Uh, that's what I'm saying. Because who was Tupac really running with? No, no, that was Ice Cube. Ice Cube was really running with... on the east When he was on the East Coast, he was really running, running with Public Enemy. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because they both had, like, the similar... Um, that's another collab that I wish we could have gotten. NWA and Public Enemy? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I guess we could still get it because public because Chuck D still making music. That's true. So is Ice Cube. And Flavor Flav would just be doing the ad libs. Yeah. MC Ren and Yella are still alive. So is Dre. Yep. Holy shit. Dre producing for Chuck D and Ice Cube. Shit. Some icy G Funk type shit with Chuck D going over it. I love G Funk. Me too. Hey, are you on the this wave of, like, Snoop Dogg versus Jay-Z is probably the best battle out there right now? Because I wasn't at first, but for uh, for the verses for the series, for that, like, Instagram battle that they've been doing. Oh, uh... I wasn't with it at first, and then he... And then Snoop Dogg brought up that, like, when Jay-Z was, like, the king of the East, Snoop Dogg was the king of the West, and I was like, you're not wrong. That makes sense. Yeah, you're not wrong. Like from the they both have hits. Late '90s, early 2000s. Like, yeah, that kind of is. They both have hits, and then they're gonna be doing stuff that they wrote. Like, how much things do you think Snoop Dogg wrote for people? Because he's an actual like. And how many things do you so think Jay Z? So much pop music. So much pop music on, yeah. on Snoop's side. And Jay Z wrote for a few people. You know he did. Yeah, I thought, like, because at first I was like, nah, Snoop Dogg versus Jay-Z doesn't make any sense, because, like, Snoop Dogg isn't this big, and now I'm thinking about it, I'm like, no, this is, yeah, yeah, I can roll with this, actually. I like it. That's actually pretty cool. Yeah. You know, well, you know what tonight is, right? Fights? Well, that too, but actually, that's in a couple hours. That, those start in Actually, the... yeah, three o'clock, it should start. Yeah. No, but uh, tonight's battle is, um... Oh, Ludacris and, uh, fuck, what's his name? Nelly. Nelly. Yeah. No, I didn't forget Nelly's name. I forgot who it was. No, 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 you're good. Go ahead and put on your uh, headband and cargo shorts on now. Baggy cargo shorts. It's super baggy. And a tall tee from Foot Locker. A tall tee from Foot Locker. No, I'm sorry, not cargo shorts. That's a little bit later. Get your jean shorts on. Jean shorts or basketball shorts that are, like, way too big for you. And only throwbacks. Throwback jerseys. I got the Tayshaun Prince in the... In there right now. Are you going to wear it backwards? I could. 
<laughs> I could wear it backwards. With a pinwheel uh, fitted? Oh my god. And a crispy fade. A cr- yeah. I need to go get a haircut right now. No, like, no, no, no. Like, you need a fade and, like, maybe waves thrown in there. But honestly, you could just say fuck it and just throw on a hat onto a do-rag and not even have hair under there. My, my personal favorite, the hair, uh, the, the cornrows, the do-rag, and the hat. The cornrows, the do-rag, <laughs> Imagine me with cornrows. And a headband, too, sometimes. Imagine me with cornrows, though. Yeah, no, you look nuts. That would look stupid. The only white person I've ever seen that didn't look absolutely insane in cornrows was Uriah Faber. That's true. And don't get me wrong, he still looked crazy. Yeah, of course he looked crazy. He still looked nuts, but... <laughs> it actually worked for him. In, in a way, it kind of worked for did, him. Yeah. Well, because he came in the Tupac, and like you could tell that he didn't really take too much seriously. Yeah. Like, I understand why MMA fighters do that. What? The... The oh yeah, yeah, no, for sure, for sure, yeah. Like when Masvidal does it, it actually looks pretty cool. Yo, here's the thing, Masvidal is Cuban, so I feel like he can get away with it. Yeah, like he can definitely easier. get away. Like, he can get Plus, away feel, with it. Here's the thing too, I feel like Masvidal doesn't get away with shit. He just doesn't. Nobody checks. Yeah, <laughs> nobody says nothing to him. Like, have you have you seen earlier Masvidal? Because the dude's like 37. He's not yeah, young. Yeah, he's old now. But dude. like, have you seen earlier Masvidal? Who's just like hoodie, yeah, the crispy Yeah, and now he's like Versace. Yeah, and he's coming into the Scarface Louis, theme song. Yeah, 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 and all man. that shit. That was actually dope. But but he came into Scarface. That is pretty dope. I appreciate that Masvidal and Diaz both know exactly who they are. Yeah. I just want to see who who Masvidal's gonna fight next. I say Usman. I would love to see that fight. I say Usman. Who do you think would win that fight? Uh I think Usman might. I, I think Usman but Indecision. I don't think it's going to no, be a knockout. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I, agree. I really, really wanted to see um, Cruz versus Anthony Smith. Or not Cruz. Uh, Dominic Reyes, not Dominic Cruz. I really wanted to see Dominic Cruz versus Anthony Smith before this fight. Now it's about to be Glover Teixeira versus <laughs> Dominic Jesus Reyes. Jesus Christ, dude. The way that Anthony Smith got his ass handed to him. They should have ended that fight way earlier, dude. Like, There's some controversy going around saying that that Did fight... Did you hear the injuries? What? Two missing teeth, broken jaw, broken orbital, broken nose. Holy shit, dude. And yeah. hey, he was really not lying when he said my teeth are falling out. Yeah. He gave them to the ref in between. That's the thing that pisses me off. When a fighter gives you his teeth, that fight's fucking over, dude. Yeah, dude, exactly. Like, his like name's, he picked it up and gave it to him. Yeah, like, no, his name's Lionheart. Of course he's not going to fucking quit. Right. That's horrible. Yeah. So, I mean, I kind of hope he takes some time off. He looked determined. He always looks determined. He looked determined, but once that second round hit, boom, nothing. Or third round, nothing. Fourth round, like, dude. He lost three rounds in a row. Bad. Yeah. Bad. And, like, neither of us are, like, pro fighters, but... Glover Teixeira, absolutely. Glover Teixeira turned back the clock tonight. I don't know what Wheaties he's been eating. Yeah. But that night... Or he, what, he what steroids he's on. Um, It wouldn't surprise me if it's just... Here's the thing that I've noticed with older fighters. Your power in your hands... You're going to have more power in your hands. And you've been practicing your game for so long. Mm-hmm. So I feel like it's just like executing the game plan. 
problem is they just don't have the athleticism to do it anymore. Yeah, it's true. But when you're Yoel Romero up until the Sadasanya fight, and you've been doing this for 30 years, and you're still an athlete, yeah, you're going to be a threat. And I didn't know Glover Teixeira was like that, but I mean, obviously he fucking is. Well, he also did say that he changed up how he um, how he fought, like how he trained watching uh, Cormier and Romero. Because mm-hmm. uh, Cormier is 40 years old too. Yep. So, I mean, it makes sense that if he's seeing how all these guys who are fighting and they're older, that probably motivated him. That's true. You know, it probably just kind of changed his perspective. But I'm uh, kind of excited for the fights tonight. Oh, no, that was it. That's what I want to say. Did you see who Francis Ngannou has been talking shit to? Yes, sir. Who do you think wins that? Jones. I think Ngannou eats his ass alive. I really do. I don't think so. I really do. Yo. Now with those haymakers, he's not going to land one at all on Jones. I don't think he... Here's the thing. The last heavyweight that Jones fought was Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Daniel, Daniel Cormier is six foot tall. Mm-hmm. Francis Ngannou is six foot four. Yep. He's the same height as Jones. He's the same build as Jones. We've seen him have issues with guys that size twice now. Same build, but this dude's 260. That's what I'm saying. So now you need to deal with probably, because the high, the heaviest I've ever heard Jones weighing was 240. So now you need to fight a guy who's 20 pounds heavier than you, who's moving just as quick as you are, who's fought better wrestlers than you. Stipe Miocic out-wrestled Francis Ngannou three years ago, and we haven't seen Jones really do that to anybody in a while. I think Francis Ngannou eats Jones alive at heavyweight. I don't think... Because here's the thing. you got to realize, who who are the heaviest punchers Daniel, or John Jones has ever fought? Probably Rashad, Rampage. Yeah. I'll give... If we're Rampage, ex- for sure. If we're expanding the striking... I'll say, um, what's his name? Ah, fuck. Shogun. You can even put Dominic Reyes in there. Dominic Reyes. So, those are the hardest punchers that we've ever seen. Who are the hardest hitters that we've ever seen in Ghana fight? Stipe Miocic. Alistair Overeem. And he, well, I mean, he didn't win against Stipe, but. He cleaned Alistair Overeem up. Obviously. He knocked out Jorinzo <laughs> Rosenstrike. 20 seconds. 20 seconds, yeah. Imagine if he does that to Jones. And those weren't even clean punches either. That He fought like absolute dog shit. Yeah, he did. He just threw... And yo, he, he even said, man, he was like, I don't like being called out. I was like, oh shit. So he just came in and cleaned house. So yo, if this Jones fight really happens... Here's what I'm saying if this Jones fight happens. Have Jones vacate the belt. Mm-hmm. Have him fight. Here's the, oh, here's the card I would like to see. Miocic versus Cormier 3. Jones and Ganu as a number one contender fight for the winner. That's if, if Daniel Cormier wins, he's going to retire regardless. I've heard if Stipe wins, he's going to retire. Because they're, oh. both, they're both up there. So, I mean... That's true. You know what I mean? Like, so, whatever. Um, so, Jones versus Ngannou is number one contender. And then for the 
for the other couple fights, why not do Reyes Teixeira for the new light heavyweight championship? Do it all in the same night. And if, let's say, Jones loses and gets his ass handed to him. But does Teixeira deserve it? He's top five. Three-fight win streak. Okay. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think, I, I, I'm not sure on the new rankings. Come does out, Reyes deserve it? For he, sure. Yeah, he, he did. He did go through that battle with yeah, Jones. He, and I think he won. Yeah, a lot I of think people he won. do. I think he outpointed him on decision. I think he won the first time, uh, the first three rounds. Which I know a lot of people were like, well, what about the championship rounds? Those don't fucking mean anything. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if they've updated him yet because they still have uh, Henry Cejudo as champion. Oh, I got you. So, oh, we were looking at light heavyweights. So, top five right now. Oh, they haven't updated him yet. Um, oh, they did. Holy shit, Glover Teixeira didn't move. Really? That's fucked up. Unless what he's having he, eighth. Eighth. But your top two, you have Do- you have Dominic Reyes, Tiago Santos, Jan Blachowicz, Anthony Smith, Corey. That Anderson. Tiago Santos versus John Jones fight was boring as fuck. It was. I'm down with th- Santos Smith might actually be good. Yeah. I can see Santos Smith being good. Yeah, let's do Santos Smith and uh, Teixeira Blach- Blaskowicz. Yeah, I'm working with that, actually. Corey Anderson. This is actually kind of loaded, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I'm not sure if they've updated the UFC rankings yet. Because they said they happen every week, so they're probably not going to... Well, today's only Saturday, so, yeah, they probably haven't come out. The new ones haven't come out yet, because they're probably going to do them after the fights tonight. But according to Ranking MMA, uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm pulling up the heavyweights right now, or the light heavyweights, I mean. According to uh, Ranking MMA, which does it after every single fight, yeah, they have Dominic Reyes at two, Tiago Santos at three, Jan Blakovich at four, Glover Teixeira five, Anthony Smith six. There we go. You could even do Reyes Teixeira, Santos Blachowicz on the same fight. Mm-hmm. And the winner of those two fights fights each other. That'd be a good fight. That's a hell of a card. Yeah. I'm not right. sure if they could do it. I'm not sure how Cormier and Jones would be on the same card without each other. That could happen. But who would be the main event? Whatever championship fight. Yeah, but both of them are championship fights. Who would be the main main event? Well, that's if John Jones fights for the light heavyweight. So if he's, going I wouldn't up, have him fight for the light heavyweight. If he's going, yeah, if he's going up to heavyweight, then I guess the championship fight would be. Yeah, uh, yeah, the that's main event. You're right. Yeah. Even though Jones and Gunn is probably a bigger fight. Yeah. That would just be crazy to do. I wanted Jones versus Overeem for the longest. Really? Yeah. You really think Ngannou would win? Yeah. Fuck man, it's hard because just because of John Jones's fight IQ is insane. We've seen him struggle with guys his size though. That's true. Dominic Reyes, they were identical. He struggled with Dominic Reyes. He struggled with um, Alexander Gustafson in the first fight. Yeah. So now you're having him fight somebody bigger than him, which he's never done. 
That's true. In the UFC, at least. Yeah. It's going to be hard for him. Oh, yeah. It's going to be really hard. I think, and the thing about Ngannou is that, listen, man, there's that time when just power wins. That's true. If Mike Tyson is, what am I trying to say? If Mike Tyson is training him, like actually training him, boxing-wise. I've heard those rumors, yeah. Holy shit. No, it's not the rumors. It's just I saw that video. You know the video I'm talking about. Here's the thing about that, though. Even though that was a really, really short, probably like 15-second thing that yeah. they did on a podcast, do you think Ngannou's forgetting that? No. I don't. I don't think so either. And I've been saying for a while, wait until MMA figures out how to strike to the body effectively. We see it in boxing a lot. Yeah. We don't see it in MMA as much. Wait until they start to figure out how to effectively strike to the body. You're going to see some of these guys throwing body uppercuts. Body hooks. Yep. Body jabs, body straights. Like, and you got, like, it's kind of like uh, the leg kick. Like, we didn't think the leg kick was a big deal. And then Jose Aldo absolutely mutilated your favors leg with it. Mm-hmm. It was bad. It was, it was, yep. And so I kind of think that that's where the body shot is going in MMA. Is like, you're going to start seeing these, oh, my God. Can you imagine, like, Ngannou just throwing a digging uppercut to your liver? Oh. No, that shit's lights out, man. Yeah, you're definitely going to go to, you're not going to go to sleep, but you're going to quit. No, you're done. That's, that, that fight's over. If Ngannou's out here throwing body uppercuts from angles. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Jesus Christ, I can only imagine, like, that's Boss Rootin' shit. Yeah, right? Boss Rootin', fuck, dude. That dude's crazy. Yeah, I love Boss Rootin'. But, like, I don't know, I just think that there's a lot of interesting things they could do, but do you want to save an Ngannou Jones fight for a pay-per-view? For, like, a real pay-per-view? Like, with thousands of fans? Yes. I think you do, too. But I wouldn't be mad if there was no fans. I think no fans would actually be better. I love the no fans because you can, like, hear what you they're saying. You can hear, yeah, exactly. You can hear them talk to each other and shit. Yeah, you can hear the coaches, like, oh, man, that'd be awesome. Who else was it? Francis Ngannou? Oh, uh, Daniel Cormier said he also wanted to fight Francis Ngannou. We all know who we want to see in this fight, man. We all want to see Jones Ngannou. Yeah. I'm down for Cormier, Miochik 3. I think that trilogy needs to end. That needs to end. We got to see who's who's the best out of both of them. I'm actually down with... See, here's what I was saying, too. Let's get Habib versus... Let's get Habib versus uh, Gaethje. But if we get Habib versus J- Gaethje, I need to see Ferguson versus McGregor. Word. I agree. Ferguson versus McGregor, though? Only because Gaethje... Gaethje won that title opportunity. Yeah, for sure. I hate it, but he won it. Let's get Ferguson versus McGregor. Fuck it. That'd be the funniest shit talking ever. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, I would. But Tony would just be calling him McNugget the whole time. Yeah, he would. You'd have McGregor speaking as like he's some sort of Irish mob boss. <laughs> you know what the thing about things is... You never know. Like, he'd, he'd be doing the whole Mystic Mac thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ferguson would be over here wearing gloves and a suit. In a suit, dude. The man's out here wearing fingerless gloves, and he's just like... I don't even know why I'm answering your fucking questions, to be honest. And I'm like, all right. Yep. I guess. Yeah, exactly. That's just going to be funny as hell. Man, if I was the UFC, I'd be planning right now. Like, listen. Yep. Listen. 
this we're not sure when this whole thing is going to be lifted but when it is these are the fights we have lined up for it just stay ready we'll announce the weight camp you know this is going to be our first mega UFC card and I man if I was Dana White I'd pack that shit with like 500 fights yeah exactly if I'm Dana White I'm making the first UFC card after coronavirus fuck when would you even plan that cause you need a you need a good time of year for that actually I wonder what day is New Year's Eve it's a Thursday cause man like if they are serious about this second wave in the fall doing it in the winter the day after Christmas is on the 26th or is, uh, is on a Saturday hmm Christmas time card for the UFC hmm a Christmas time super card would be nuts it would be it'd be wild bro especially with a card like that they put Masvidal versus Usman on there Who's it? Who's it? Oh. Yeah. Who else? Woodley. Woodley would need to fight somebody. Woodley has to fight somebody. <sighs> I'm okay with... You know, no, no, no. I'm okay with uh, Woodley. I, I'm actually down with Woodley Masvidal. I'm, I'm cool with that. I'm, I'm interested in that. Yeah, fight, but doesn't... Honest. Doesn't Masvidal deserve a title shot? Yes. Yes, he does. But I'm interested in Woodley. Because, I mean, at least at that point, you can strengthen that, that case a little bit more for Masvidal if he wins. Yeah, that's true. Say the BMF title's on the line. Give Tyron Woodley the chance to be the BMF that he well, was. Well, they were talking about McGregor doing the BMF I'm fight. I'm down for that, too. I'd be down for that, too. I don't know if McGregor's going to win, though. No, he's not. He wouldn't win against Masvidal. Actually, you know what? The way that he fought against Cerrone, he might. Yeah, who knows? I think that's the best thing that's happened with, about all this in the past couple of days. I don't fucking know. Yeah. I thought that knows. Ferguson was going to beat the shit out of Gaethje. I thought that Smith was going to beat the shit out of uh, Glover. Glover. Yeah. And we were super wrong both times. Yep. Super wrong. Like, fuck. What would that super card look like to you? That super card, oh my god, Vegas and Christmas. For the biggest car that you... Do you put, like, mad title fights on there? Do you put, like, maybe four title fights on there and just say, fuck it? Could be a good idea. Four title fights would be nuts. You have to. Henry Cejudo held two belts and now he's retired from both divisions. Yep. That's true. Triple C... Wasn't he supposed to fight Jose Aldo? Was it? Or who was supposed to fight Jose Aldo? Someone was supposed to fight him. It was like kind of a big fight if I remember. <laughs> One of the first things that popped up was, is Jose Aldo still fighting? Don't do that to that man. Let's see.
It was supposed to be Henry Cejudo. So is he retiring? Before that fight? Who, Jose Aldo? Yeah, it was supposed to happen May 9th. Oh. It was supposed to happen May 9th. What, did he get injured or something? They just didn't... They canceled it, and it looks like they did Dominic Cruz instead. Hmm. Yep. Fuck. I wanted to see that one. Who do you think would have won that one? Henry Soto. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I think Henry Soto would have won. But yeah, no, I think you'd have to have, like, a bunch of different... You'd have to have, like, multiple different cards. Fuck it. Do you make it a two-night event? That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. Two-night event of that. Yeah. With all those cards. Oh, damn. Are you allowed to still do tournaments in the UFC? Because the two-night tournament for the middleweight championship or for the light heavyweight championship would be nuts. It'd be crazy if he does it. I don't put anything past Shang Tsung anymore. <laughs> Shang Tsung. I like how we, that that's his name now. Yeah, no, sorry, Dana White. You're, you're not Shang Tsung. Or Shao Kahn? No, Shao Kahn was the final boss, so I guess that's yeah. uh, Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar? Yeah. <laughs> that was his favorite, though. It was? Yeah, that it was so his was. fucking favorite. You know what's funny, man? As a wrestling fan, like, we were kind of conditioned to be like, yo, fuck Brock Lesnar for a while. Going back and watching some of Brock Lesnar's best matches, no, nah, dude can wrestle. Yeah, he's... No, like, like we all know about his like athletic. Like, no, dude can like, like, showman wrestle. Yeah, he's great. My man almost died like four times in the match against Kurt Angle. Finished that, that was shit. A crazy fucking match, bro. My man went to do a shooting star press, broke his neck. They said the only reason he's not paralyzed because he has so much muscle surrounding his neck. You've never seen that when he? No, almost... I saw, I saw it. I'm just, I was I'm gonna say, oh my god, no, that thing was nuts. I think it was nuts because his head disappeared under his shoulders. Yeah, that's what I'm... Oh, God, dude. Thinking about it just hurts me. And he was like, finish the match. <laughs> you know what's interesting, though? They say that uh, Brock Lesnar is best when he wrestles smaller guys. Like, he doesn't like wrestling big guys because he makes it like a show of strength. But smaller guys, he makes it like just a show. And it's yeah. like really just fun to watch. I was like, oh, that's... That's like the complete opposite with how you think it, it would be. Mm-hmm. Did you see, there's a wrestling match with uh, him and this guy named Braun Strowman, who used to be a powerlifter. He was like 6'8". Nah. And um, they're wrestling, and Braun Strowman's relatively new, like especially at the time. He's relatively new at wrestling. And so um, he's going a little crazy, and he pops Brock Lesnar like legit, like two or three times with knees. So Brock just hits him clean with a right hook to his temple. And like staggers this guy. Holy shit. And the dude drops to one knee. And you see Brock Lesnar walk over. And he's like, calm the fuck down. <laughs> I was like, yo, that's different. Calm the fuck down. You know how wild this got to be in wrestling to just like, you took a couple, like, because there's a couple knee shots. I'm like, that one's a little stiff. That one too. And I was like, oh, a third? No, he's not going to be happy about that. And you just see like a clean, like, like, oh no, he's knocked out Frank Mir that before. Yeah, right. <laughs> Frank Mir. Shout out to Frank Mir. Yeah, for real. I like the way he fought. Yeah, me too. We were talking about like guys who are basically like the Patrick Ewings of their era, where like if Jordan didn't exist and they would have been champ, Frank Mir is definitely that guy. Yeah. Because Brock, like, 
actually got his ass kicked by in the first fight and then just came back the second time and mauled him. I remember that it was fight. It like a grizzly too. bear. That was a crazy fight. It was. It was nuts. Frank Mir's face looked horrible after that. I think that's the craziest thing about the heavyweight division, though, is that, like, the longest title streak in UFC heavyweight history is three fights. Yeah, there's... <laughs> Who was it held by? Cain Velasquez, right? No, Stipe. Stipe? Oh, yeah, yeah. Before it was Cain Velasquez. Yeah, two fights. Yeah. So you won it, defended it once, defended it twice, lost. Yep. That's crazy. Like, Stipe. Stipe Miocic. I think that's nuts, though, that, like, that's... Because we've seen, like, decade-long title defenses in other eras. And the heavier it's like, listen, I'm 200 pounds, I'm throwing a punch in your face. Like, 250 pounds, I'm punching you in the face. I'm Tim Sylvia's size, and I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Yeah. Tim Sylvia. I think Francis Ngannou would actually hold that belt for a while, as long as he can learn how to wrestle. Yeah, he needs to learn, because those haymakers aren't going to save him every time. Well, what works with him is that he actually does know how to box... He just fought this like a fight. Like he just threw fucking hands. He was hands. pissed, yeah. yeah. But, I'm, yeah, I think... I would actually really, really like to see a huge fight night in Vegas. Just December 26th. Massive card. That'd be awesome. That'd be nice. So, let's see. What else we got to talk about? Run the Jewels is coming out a week before Pop Smoke. Word. You got to listen to that when it comes it's out. It's going to be insane. So we've got a bunch of good music in June. We've got a bunch of good video games in September. We just need to make it to June, July, and August. Or uh, July yeah. and August. Hopefully we make it that far. <laughs> I was talking to my buddy Josie. And he's like, yeah, man. Uh, he's like, oh, man, I can't wait for these games. This is going to be fire. And I'm like, yeah, once we make it to the end of this shit Rambo. Like, those are a pot of golds. So it's like, hey, man, for the apocalypse, here's the new Tony Hawk game. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't they going to be doing online and stuff, too? Yeah. That's going to be sick. Yeah. It's going to be online. It's going to have all the old modes. It's got almost all the old soundtracks. It's got all the old scares. Oh, shit. That's dope. But it's got the control. Like, the controls are basically the same, but they added the manual and the reaper. Hell yeah. So, dude. if you, like, played the shit out of the Tony Hawk Wait, games so like I did. When's the PS5 supposed to come out? Christmas. Fuck, already? Damn, dude. I'm going to have to get a new system now? I'm going to wait for a little bit. Yeah, me too. I'm going to wait for a little bit. Um, probably that second generation version is, yeah. the, is the Xbox because I'm going to get an Xbox and, oh wait are you an Xbox fanboy no all my shit's on Xbox right now like when I became like really serious about like video games I had an Xbox that's all mm-hmm. so it doesn't make sense to switch back and forth I'm just a, I've always been a Playstation guy I Playstation 1 and 2 I had then we had the Wii and then we got an Xbox 360 later and I bought a PS3 later and then my brother bought a PS4 and he bought me an Xbox One. Mm-hmm. He actually had both at one point. But he realized that most of the games that he wanted to play were on PlayStation. Like Spider-Man and shit like that. Like So he mm-hmm. doesn't really play his Xbox anymore. But he hasn't traded it in because he wants to trade it in for a Series X when it comes out. Word. Well, yeah, is in the new or, Xbox uh, coming out too? Yeah, they're both coming out this, this Christmas. Nice. But honestly, I can wait for a little bit. I, I'm not really in a rush to get the new one. Yeah, me either. I just I, use my shit for like a Netflix. Like the reason why, because I'm huge into games, but the reason why I'm not really in a rush to get it right now is because, like, if they figure out the backwards, I bought so many fucking games for my Xbox, 
And so I'm not going to buy a new system. That way I have to rebuy all these games. Mm-hmm. Now, if they're like, hey, they're all reverse compatible. All right, cool. Then I'll probably, you know, buy one and get rid of the Xbox One. Or, yeah, the Xbox One. But until then, like, I got to buy new controllers, new cords, new this, new that. It's just not worth it to me right now. Mm-hmm. Cyberpunk did say, though, that if you bought it on the PS or that, like, the, the last gen version, you get it. You you get the upgrade on the current gen version, like no questions asked. Word, yes, that's yeah, that's super cool of them, because I definitely bought Grand Theft Auto twice, <laughs> full price both times. Crazy, because well, once for PS three, once for PS three, and once for, yo, they're giving it away for free on this one game game website store, like this for computer downloads, and I was like, this game's seven years old. Yeah. It was funny. I said that on on uh, the wet on their post. I was like, "Hey, this game's seven years old. Like, like giveaway game that's more recent." And this guy's like, "Well, I still know kids who haven't whose parents won't buy it for them." I was like, "You know, hella like nine year olds then." Yeah, it sounds. Or you're a GameStop fucking worker. Because like, first of all, if you're still buying, if you're not buying games online, what the fuck are you doing? Like, if you're going to GameStop to buy a game, you're a savage. I'm kind of that way. I like it. Are you going for older games? Because I, I, there's actually a couple of game stores I'll like go to for older games. Well, I mean, I bought God of War like online because they didn't have it at Walmart. Right. And so, so you're just like, fuck it, I'll just buy it. Like, I still wish I bought the fucking physical version of it. If they're doing cool shit with the physical version, then yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Like if I get like a badass map or like, you well, know. Well, yeah, no, I got like a shield and all that stuff for it. Well, I paid ten extra dollars for like the upgraded version of it, yeah, so I was nothing. just like, "Fuck it, ten dollars more? Why not?" Yeah, pay that seventy fucking dollars. <laughs> you know what's funny though? Here's here's the way I judge a game. They make NBA Two K every year. It's always sixty dollars. Cool. That tells me, because we break it down by months, that tells me that this game is gonna be fun for a whole twelve months, which means that for the so this game is $5 a month. Did I get $5 worth of fun playing this game? Because if I did, it's not a ripoff. Yeah. Now, did I get $5 of fun every month I owned it? Dude, I have the Legend version of it, and I have no clue how to access anything. I redeemed the codes and everything, but I just... Probably don't... have to play it later in the game. Unless you already beat it, then I don't fucking know. I don't know either. Like, I can't find the shoes. I don't know where the fuck the shoes are. For a 2K? Yeah. Um... Checking your my player. Yeah, you finish the my player first. Checking your my player. Like you finish the whole season or no? I mean, the first, like the beginning. I finish it. That you should have them just in your inventory then. It's not in my inventory. I mean, I already redeemed the codes and everything for it. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. Whatever. Shout out to Two K for being glitchy as fuck sometimes. Word. Wait, do I have to restart it and everything? Probably. Maybe. Yeah, it's probably what it is. You're right. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Who knows? But alright, man. Is that it? I think this is it. Hour 15, that's not bad. Yeah, we did good. Alright. This was Brave and the Grown Up Kid. This is Richie the Moon Child. <laughs> that's a dope name. Alright, we'll have this up today. Be on the lookout. Also, a new Starving Saturdays is coming out today. Yes, sir. And I'm um, trying to get a new article out today as well. Let's get it. Alright, you got anything to plug? Uh, Reminiscent.com. At Reminiscent Richie on Instagram and Twitter. All right. That's it. Sounds good. And we out. Peace.